0: You like dreadlocks now?
1: I always kind of like dreadlocks, things.
0: but they do sort of
1: make me think that there's bugs in them.
0: I'll tell you about my buddy who cut his dreadlocks and uh, took one, split it down the middle with a razor blade, like there's milk and shit in it. You can milk a dreadlock? You cannot! <laughs> you cannot do that! <laughs> shit! I, like,
2: <laughs> I just went on a journey, man. <laughs>
1: episode 112 from the basement the podcast studio Good Fancy Digs, where every Tuesday uh, we get a whole bunch of comic books. We bring them back to our amazing comic shop, and we count them, sort them, love them. We take them all home, really excited, like, read them. Just sort of make sweet, sweet uh, comic book love to them. Uh, we take that so the that that glow state after reading it back to our shop, and we <laughs> hang out with them, and, and, and you, the customer, and the listener, all day Wednesday. And then after we finish a, a, a trying and triumphant Wednesday, we go to our brand new, very famous fancy podcast studio beneath the award-winning comics place and, uh, and, uh, you know, record this, which, uh, you know, a, a really fun time that uh, we engage in a variety of tangents, either related to or unrelated to the books, the store, or the comings and goings of our lives. I'm Jeff, and I couldn't be more excited to be here in this new underground stadium filled with an audience behind glass that's sort of watching <laughs> us, cheering us on, uh... That was that was me. I'm Jeff.
0: I'm Django. I have to pretend they're not here, or that I'm naked, or that they're naked. I don't like an audience.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin, and I'm pretty sure this is actually just an interrogation room. And <laughs> Jeff's pretty optimistic <laughs> about
3: it. Great. I'm Roman, and yeah. Where you know, is he? Interrogation room. I'm, I imagine I'm in the in the who's electric chair that glass. And, and they're we're watching. The audience <laughs> is watching. Putting a sponge on my head.
1: Now. Listen, everybody, we're going to read some books. is going to tell you what they are in a second, but we're going to tell you right off the bat. We're doing something special. Right was, off the
0: what? Oh. <laughs> Scamps. back on.
1: Um... We are there was an inordinate number of Batman books that came out this week, and I think that all four of them were worth mentioning. <clears throat> so what we're gonna do is we're gonna save those till the very end and then do a sort of rapid Batman book roundup. A
2: bat shot round. Bat Ooh. shot round. Uh,
1: so be aware of it's that. True. And, and know that if you want to skip all of the Bat Conversation, of which there will be, it's going to be at the very end. We'll let you know when it starts. Besides that, what are we talking about, Django? Well,
0: we're going to talk about Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number one. Outer Darkness, number two. Magic Order, number five. The Lone Ranger, <laughs> number three. I like that book. Spoiler alert. Spoilers.
1: We like that book. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and then we're going to get into the Bat with Batman Detective Comics number nine nine four, count down to
2: one thousand. Nice.
0: Batman Annual number three. Batman Who Laughs number one, and Batman Damn <laughs> number two. A lot of books number two. A lot of
1: number two. This is uh, the opposite of last week and the week before, which were one, 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 one. Lots of ones lately. Well, here's the thing. Go we on. should
0: also mention that we're going to spoil these books. Oh, God. And that our spoilers are, once again, maybe for the last time, maybe not. Yeah. We're not sure. But uh, the spoilers are sponsored by Murphy's Apples Juice. Uh, if it ain't Murphy's, it's hardly juice is what they said to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They also said if it's not Murphy's, it's probably not apple juice. I think they're sort of like the federal
0: umbrella company that produces all apple juice.
2: I yeah. thought it was if it's not Murphy's, it's not in your mouth.
0: That was... Mm. I was there when they were workshopping this. They, they're they a little weird. You go to their office and they just kind of <laughs> shout stuff. And you write down the last one and you hope that that's what they were talking about. But I did bring a big old bottle of Murphy's apple juice for us to Uncorky. share. Oh. And that's... The Sound of Murphy's.
1: I'm really happy to see that shape bottle. They provided us uh, with the, with this. This bottle is that classic uh, Las Vegas giant tube with a thick bottom and thick top, uh, sort of two inches in diameter, four feet tall. I love that shape. Barbell. Yeah, you, know, you, you get a little rope, you tie it around your neck like a goddamn cowbell, and you walk down the street like you're being drunkenly herded from one end of a strip to the other side. Gamble here.
2: They call it the Rambo. The Rambo.
1: (laughs) The Rambler. Um, So they're they're trying us one more time. Thank you, Murphy's Apple Juice. For the love of God, millions and millions of listeners, please
0: go on to murphysapplejuice.com. Order their free thing. It's it's 100% free. They'll send you some of most of their juice. How can you not do that? And it makes us look good. We we know that you've got a lot of audio choices when you fill your little
1: ear holes with sound. We appreciate that you're filling it with us. So fill your mouth. So <laughs> fill your mouth with some apple juice, some AJ, and uh, while you're doing that, go on repay us by just put, you know going to murphysapplejuice.com, letting them know who sent you. It, do it while you poop. I don't even care. If you do, <laughs> if, if even six listeners did that. The four of us wouldn't have to work here for a week. We could close
2: the fucking store. Yep. But we wouldn't. We would just force some new people to sell them books, and we would hang out with the Murphys guys in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag life goals. Everybody's like, this does not sound like what I want to have happen <laughs> in the store. We'll get you a B
0: team. Don't worry. B team, B, B team, go, go, go. Jesus, I Miles didn't mean Morales, to do that. I'm Spider-Man, sorry. My Saladin,
1: Ahmed, Javier, Goran, Gar- and David Curio. Miles Morales is back, everybody.
0: I've never read a Miles Morales comic before today.
1: Really?
3: Really? Wow. That's amazing. It was so far in.
1: Yeah, but it also didn't start that long ago.
3: Yeah, I didn't start reading Ultimate Spider-Man until after Peter died. (laughs)
0: I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge Marvel guy. I wasn't reading... Yeah, sorry. We did sort of just shame you. I wasn't reading <laughs> any of this and any Marvel books when Miles started, I don't think.
1: It's <laughs> worth mentioning that uh, in this, this is the first time that Brian Bendis is not writing the Miles Morales book. How'd that taste? Tasted uh, pretty good, I yeah, thought. It tastes a little crispy. Tastes spidery. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little bit like you were flicking your tongue. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, this was this was pretty darn good. Um, if you've read Miles in the past, it is a, it does feel different. He is cooler. They also aged him up like four years. Okay. He's jacked, What dude. age do you think you would say he was in this?
2: He's a firm 16, maybe even a 17. I wasn't oh. sure because they're
1: still in high school, right? I kept sort of
0: feeling
3: like they were in college.
2: A little college yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. I,
1: I
3: was confused because at one point they say they're in the dorms, but... They also say something about the name of the high school, so I'm not sure. He says, I'm at that point in high
0: school where I know my way around, but I'm yeah. not yet freaking out about college, so he must be okay. like a sophomore.
3: You know what's crazy? Yeah, later on, it refers to first period. You don't have periods in, in college. Yeah, that happens
1: when you're like 14 or 15.
2: This, uh, oh, this, God damn reading this touch. is like, <laughs> like me going away for a year and coming back and seeing Ashton. He's got cool haircuts. He's dressing himself and picking his own style. Tight jeans, tight jeans. Yeah, girls are like, that's Ashton. And you know, girls in here are like, that's that's Miles. Yeah, he got real cool and you know, an older, uh, a high level teen these these days. So from a story standpoint,
0: this this started as a recap, telling you who Miles Morales is, and then turned into uh, like kind of setting up him and the Rhino maybe teaming up.
1: Yeah, that was really uh interesting. Yeah. Uh Rhino. I haven't read there is a really highly regarded Rhino short like mini arc that happened where he kind of becomes a good guy and then that changes at the end. Is this ringing any bells to maybe is, Roman or Justin? Is that in Squirrel Girl? No, it was it's like a it's an amazing Spider-Man arc from huh. maybe like brand new air day or big time or yeah, something were, from like 10 or 12 years ago. Or
3: something like that. And then I got confused because there's, this is, a, I think this is original Rhino because there was the, the Russian dude that's also the Rhino. Oh, okay. No. Which one's from Still. Jersey? Because that Jersey. Rhino, he's a jerk. And this Rhino, he's sometimes a nice guy. Like, yeah. like in this, you know, he's, I'm intrigued by the getting, because they're getting into issues of immigration. Apparently the Rhino's niece has been kidnapped by these guys that are maybe slavers or something that are selling immigrant kids and using them in mind control in these metal suits.
1: Yeah, that's basically what happened in this issue is we are introduced to this idea um, that, yeah, immigrant children have been going missing, and we don't know exactly who or why or what, and this girl that uh, Miles knows and seems sort of sweet on, who I'm not familiar with, she, like her niece or (coughs) nephew has gone missing. So that's how sort of Miles gets introduced to this idea, and now he's kind of on the case for it. He runs into Rhino, and it turns out that one of the missing kids... Is one of these weird, like, seemingly mind-controlled masked kids that uh, is harassing him? At the, at the ending to the issue was a little abrupt to me. I thought
3: it, it was abrupt, and also a little convenient too. That the kid they, un- the the one and only kid they unmask, it turns out to be Eduardo, the girl. Yeah, the one kid. The, the, yeah, the nephew or whatever, little brother of the girl Miles likes.
0: So, can I say why I think it was so abrupt? Yes. Because they spent ten goddamn pages telling us who Miles Morales is. It, it's like, it's it's as if you've never read... Oh, is this that read... issue zero thing? Yeah, it's as if you've never read a Miles Morales book and don't know who he is, which, to be fair, I've never read one. <laughs> but also, I wanted an issue number one, not an issue zero. I know who he is, but also... I'm going back and forth here, boys. This is coming out right at the same time, one day before the new movie with Miles Morales comes out. So I like that. I like that they're they're giving us an introduction to him based on the movie. I think this is a good jumping-on point for kids, and I'll bet, it's, I'll bet it's not even a teen plus. It's a T, rated T. It, Perfect. Uh,
1: I think that while they did spend a lot of time introducing and telling you who Miles is, which maybe you do or don't need, they did, I think, touch on some things with him that haven't really been touched on, and I liked it. I really liked the whole, uh, you know, he gets goes out in crime fights and gets home exhausted, but half the time he can't fall asleep because he's got all this adrenaline pumping through him, Mm -hmm. and then by the time he finally falls asleep, it's like two hours before he has to wake up, and just the art there, I think the storytelling through the art was pretty good. Yeah. Um, it, it, It is just a little bit some of the figures, but everybody looks really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was something in here, and I can't remember what it was, but somebody said something really uncool. And I could tell that it was a grown-up writing a kid. I think
1: it was like an internet reference near the beginning.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It took me out of it for a second, but it was not a deal breaker by any means. It was charming
3: and cute, and I liked the rhino. It was, and I, and I liked the way Miles is when he's talking to the rhino, who's you know one of Spider-Man's oldest villains. He keeps making fun of the Rhino for his references and things because they're, so, they're like 30 I liked, years. <laughs> I liked the
1: Sega reference because I was like, that yeah. is an out-of-touch yeah. writer. Oh wait, oh, wait, no, it's an out-of-touch character, and the writer is in yeah. touch.
3: Yeah, and, and when Rhino says you want to tussle, and Miles makes fun of that, too. Yeah. He's like, tussle?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked the book. I'm definitely going to keep reading it. I love Miles Morales, and this could have gone a lot of different directions handing it off to, you know, the first new creator writing. And I think Saladin Ahmed did that really awesome Black Bolt run. I think he's a really talented writer. He's been doing Exiles. And I think he's got his, uh, his fingers in some, some good pies, but also some sociopolitical stuff.
3: Um,
0: yeah, I, I thought it was pretty
1: solid. Man.
3: Yeah, I'm uh, excited about that too, because I, I really like Saladin Ahmed. Um, even his Quicksilver series, which I don't know if that mm-hmm. did very well for us, but that was a good series too.
1: Uh, and eight. I'm happy to have him back. I think it's a good direction. I'm not absolutely in love yet, but I—it's a character that I'm invested in. I want to spend time with.
3: I love this main cover. I'll give it a eight. Also, I'm gonna give it a seven
0: and a half. uh, I—it was a good comic.
2: So, Jeff, Outer mm-hmm. Darkness 2. It's me and you. Walk with me down this boardwalk. All right. So they're flying around in their big old ship called the Charon. Yeah. Charon, if you will. Charon, if it's you will. Charon. 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 Sharon. You're right. pronouncing it wrong. It's got more about Sharon. Sharon. Can I, you know. Let's just Sharon that fish. If there was, like, <laughs> sci-fi versions of me and you, I think you would be lead mathematician. Mathematician Willits and I would be Chief Exorcist Reno We're sitting right next to each other I
1: had a hard time uh, with names Which ones are those?
2: On the, I think the fifth page
1: Wait, Exorcist like XO? No, like get those demons Oh, Chief Exorcist and I'm Mathematician Oh, that's so right yeah, that's us right there, dude. And then Roman is totally infantry commander Baxter.
2: <laughs> oh, what? sassy. I'm to read this. And you guys
0: sacrificed me in
2: issue one. You're the captain, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're the captain. You're <laughs> nice coat. Edgy, yeah, edgy <laughs> McPointy coat. Yeah. Uh, point collar. Um, yeah, so we're flying through, going into this mission. It turns out our captain... He's a little bit of a dick. Yeah, I want to be the guy that got sacrificed, He's kind of a little bit of a dick, but I think we kind of got that issue one. Yeah, but this time they're really flushing out the fact that he's just a little bit of a jerk. Super rude. But we get this whole kind of situation where the ship gets possessed and these blood demons start oozing out of places. Uh... And you, you get the teams all doing their, their thing. So you get the mathematicians doing super math. You get the battle people wearing their fucking cool armor. You get the exorcists just pushing, just, you know, moving spirits in and out of this place like a linebacker. That's a football reference I don't, I'm not sure I'm qualified to make. Um, I, this
1: is my first year of fancy football, so I'm kind of an expert. Did cool. you say
2: fancy football? It's the fanciest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then you kind of figure out that homeboy, uh, the like the leader guy, oh, stars get possessed? Fuck yeah. What? Uh, yeah, a whole, s- it's called a demon son or something, like devil son. Then you figure out Captain kind of, did he orchestrate it or did yeah, he just he see said it, at it happen? he beginning. He was like,
1: I really want to test the crew. And they're like, mm. well, you know, like we got to find some cool shit to test the crew with. And he's like, yeah, maybe. Or maybe I'm just going to set a course to a... Possessed star and we're gonna fly into it and kill everybody and the crew Does everything Justin was just saying and then it is also like why the fuck are we being sent here? And they're like the captain said to go here the coordinates say into the Sun They're like fuck that and they like break his orders to save the ship and it's your classic like I Set you guys up to break my rules to test how strong-willed and trustworthy you are, and you killed it with flying colors. Except
2: for one guy that he wants to take out now.
1: I do not trust that red dragon devil fella. He's <laughs> very Hannibal Lecter. I think he's very cool. Yeah, he really. Is. I mean, just his
2: character design. Um, but yeah, he really is a gorgeous character. Apparently, or like this whole thing was to weed out this guy's fact that he didn't trust him. So this They're just all- sounds like dressing up the comic store. It, it in is. In fact, shit. what he wanted
1: was to have his employees call him out on some bullshit. They punch him in the face, and the dude's like, you can have them like court-martialed for, you know, but he's like, no, nope, I deserve that punch. Uh, what I did was uh, unspeakably reckless, almost unforgivably so. And the two people that we don't trust that they realize they need to kill are the only two people who don't tell him that he made a fucking error. Sounds like mm-hmm. real life to me. Sounds like real life to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, uh, yeah, th- it's fucking cool, um... I just, like, this whole idea was, like, a danger room situation and just to weed out who who could be trusted or not. Right. Like, what a crazy way to... It has the
1: feel of... I don't mean this disparagingly, but, like, Saturday morning cartoon in the sort of, like, flat colors, adventure time, like, flat yeah. colors, big, bold, black lines, but then way more detailed than that. It's almost got, like, a Frank Quietly, like... If you were to zoom in on it, all of the lines and the proportions are all perfect and just minuscule, and Mm -hmm. the the perspectives are great. The artist says at the end that he was inspired by a lot of cinema, so uh, a lot of the panels are intentionally widescreen. There are a lot of deeply horizontal panels to provide that atmosphere, and it's absolutely true that it has a really long, widescreen feel to it.
2: I think, like, looking at it at first, you want to write it off as kind of just, like, cheap cartoon art. Right. And some people—I mean, I like super tuny stuff, but some people might say it's bad, and then the more time you spend with it, you realize it's, like, sophisticated. I was wildly impressed, and it's, like, such a me-thing— that it feels kind of cheap to like it as much as I do, but I, I really... Like, I think it's also good. Like, rather than just being a collection of things that I like, I think right. it's also a very well-done comic.
1: I was really happy while reading of it, like, reading it thinking about Justin. It, it, in a very good way. Not like, oh, this is typical Justin, but just, like, I'm enjoying this in a way that I feel like Justin enjoys things. Like, I'm I'm loving things that I think Justin loves. So and, how
0: and, and many... Mechacha high mechahinini hose do you give it
1: I'm gonna give it an 8.5 my only complaint is that that it was a little dense and dialogue heavy at times and I really was loving the art and everything that was going on but it it was just a little needlessly arduous to get through some things
2: sometimes. If I had to make a complaint, it's pretty chatty, and I'm just like a guy who hates chat in comic, mm-hmm. like chit-chat, just like trying to get a bunch of character stuff out just by being kind of quirky. Mm-hmm. Is it snappy like... Uh, Bendis? Mm, I was thinking more like uh, the West Wing. It might be a little snappy. It might be a little like fast-talking. The news Do room. you like Bendis? I... I, The pendulum. It yeah. swings, you know, yeah. sometimes... It yeah, it depends. Uh, I like when I get. Wait like a minute! A... Wait a minute! Django just burped right into the mic. It <laughs> depends. Do you
0: guys get it? It's like a. Do you even get it? I didn't. I didn't get a single audible laugh. Yeah, you burped at my joke. Yeah, I I chuckled. It's tit for tat. (laughs) It's it's quid pro quo.
1: It's like you make a pun, I'll burp at you. Okay. I smiled. (laughs) 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 We have a lot of people who pun at us in the day. All right. I was really proud of it.
2: We spent time with Dino Mm -hmm. Chappino today. I feel (laughs) about how I feel about Bendis is how I feel about that joke. (laughs) So it depends (laughs) It depends (laughs) Um, That's all we need to say about The Outer Darkness Number two, (laughs) I think Did
0: you guys read anything else magical this week? Oh, Oh, fuck fuck
1: yeah Yeah. Not enough space drives in this one Magic Order Everyone, this is issue five of six By Mark Miller and Olivier Coipel's series The Magic Order we're going to drop a big spoiler in it. I really liked the twist that this book took <clears throat> in this issue. And it's a hard twist. It's a hard twist. It's like a
0: Cheeto twist. A big old, it's a old twist Murphy's it. apple juice spoiler.
1: Yeah, so I do want to say that I'm going to drop a time stamp in the episode summary that will tell you when we start talking about the next book. Uh, so that if you do want to skip this one, uh, please please do. Because this is one that does have a cool <clears throat> spoiler. And I don't want to ruin the enjoyment for people. I, I, I
2: enjoyed the twist. And it was... A twist. It was a twist. Like a Cheeto twist. So
1: in this series, it's just a sick, like a cheesy twisty slide just at the park that you sit in. in, and it seems like it's going to be more exciting than it is, but it mm-hmm. sort of just takes you to the peripheral of the slide, and you sort of just ride and chunk oh, down. Oh, oh, my, a,
0: oh, whoa, Exactly. Like,
1: oh, i got to push myself
2: forward because the force is a real shame. But then you hit that slippy spot, and then you start going, oh, 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 oh. oh, whoa, and you come out and your mom's like, what happened to you? And you're like, "I threw up in there. <laughs> yeah. I peed in the part where no one could see me. So I in, tuned out, and <laughs> you guys talked <laughs>
1: about pee and barf uh, all at once. <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> yes. um, so
2: I this, didn't even get a chuckle. Come this, on, <laughs> I didn't even get an, I made a cheeto. Joke did you guys get
1: okay, it? Yeah. Did you guys get it? It was like a cheese fart.
0: <laughs> oh, a cheese fart. Uh,
1: <laughs> we got a family of wizards. Um, one of them has been had left the family. Because their daughter had died when that daughter had, as a child, come into his wand and, and inadvertently killed himself with it. He left the world of magic. He was responsible for the death of his daughter. Some horrible dark uh, mistress assassin has been killing that family and all these other wizards to take power uh, from a very, very uh, powerful old piece of, of magic. And there's been this assassin that she hired killing everybody. The Venetian. The Venetian, which is this so amazing design. cool. Uh, So now we have the brother whose daughter died has been brought back into the family, and now they're going to confront this very evil evil mistress.
2: After She's murked
1: pretty much everybody. Their dad, the the assassin killed the dad. The assassin... Is stronger than everybody. Everybody. And what we find out in this issue is that the assassin, who becomes clear near the end when the assassin kills the brother, uh, not the brother whose daughter had died,
2: the, the other ass- brother. Yeah.
1: The assassin is the brother whose daughter was murdered or yeah. died. And he is the one who approached the dark evil mistress uh, to ultimately bring back the dead daughter because even his father wouldn't do that. That's
2: and, like, yeah, forbidden amongst the family order. So he's changing the whole rules to, to get that to happen.
1: And the, the wife of his that has been in, you know, with the, the <clears throat> safe magicians in a safe spot, it actually turns out is a shapeshifter and this guy's wife is in on it and it's it was just this you sort of think this whole story is the protagonist is this younger brother who has left and now he's coming back and you think that it's sort of the hero's journey his return to magic yeah yeah, and you know triumphing over this this thing and actually no he's the bad guy and maybe the person we're supposed to root for is this underdog sister who's kind of a fuck up
0: can anybody tell me that so the main cover
1: yeah Perfect belly lines. Perfect belly 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 lines. lines. It's it's a dude
0: sitting mostly naked and using a magic wand to blow his own brains out. Yeah. He's obviously committing suicide with a wand instead of a gun, right?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That
0: doesn't happen anything like that in this issue. No. No,
1: but it is the death of the character as far as we understand him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but he didn't do it. Or is this someone else's hand?
2: Uh, I, th- I would say it's his hand. It's his. It's I th- yeah. I think it's definitely the death of what we thought isn't was going it, on. Isn't it his
3: action though that reveals it? Yeah, know. he They're murders like the he murders the brother like yeah. yeah. he murders his <coughs> own brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by spell. doing that, he just revealed the truth about himself. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a metaphor, it's Django. Symbolic. I think it's symbolic. No,
0: yeah. I don't do well with metaphors.
2: <laughs> I still like the comic a lot though. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. I like. I usually, because for a while there was such, like, a thing about, like, head fuck movies. Just watch this movie because it l- makes you think one thing and then it makes you think something else about it. Um, s- like so, Fight Club with like, Tyler Durden? or uh, love The Donnie Spoilers Darko. For Fight Club. I legitimately did not see this coming at all. And
1: I've been enjoying this book so much without thinking that at any point it was going to be a head fuck book.
2: Yeah. Yep. And then they do, like, then it makes so... So much sense, and they've kind of been dropping, like, character hints. Like, yeah, this he is pretty tortured. He would have a reason to hate magic. Oh, the brother's supposed to be really strong, and the Venetian is the only one that could kill his dad. Huh. And then all of a sudden it lined up. I was like, that makes total fucking sense. It's it's good. Uh What do you guys give this? point Nine. five.
0: Yeah. I'm going to give it an eight. Oh, you read it? Oh, yeah, I read it. Um... I have a hard time tracking these characters. Mm-hmm. I wish that all these kids weren't blonde and didn't all look pretty much exactly the same um, because I read comics
2: one month apart in the case
0: of this and uh, I forget shit. Yeah. One's the um, fancy
2: blonde guy and the other one's the streetwise blonde yeah, guy. Yeah,
0: and if I read all these sitting like in, in one sitting, I think I would love the shit out of this. As it is, I had kind mm-hmm. of a hard time. Every, every time an issue comes out, I really enjoy it as a... An issue of a comic book, but I don't really have a larger storyline that sticks in my head for this.
1: The Lone Ranger, number three, by Mark Russell and Bob
2: Q. Man. Garstorn, I love this book. It was so funny. And just, there's so much heart, dude. Uh, seeing uh, Tonto's backstory and going into, like, the colonization, very sneakily way of his land, his people's land being taken yep. and, like, working in a historical narrative mm-hmm. while also centering, like, using it to build character instead of just, like, this is, a like, a, a period piece, guys. That line in there about the more things people have, the less they value themselves. Yeah. Like, yep. wow. Yeah, there was, like, hardcore profundity to me in, mul- profundity to me in multiple parts of this he book. He keeps saying, like... What good is land
0: to which you do not belong? Yeah. And then that's that's like a theme through this whole thing, but he, he keeps changing it.
1: Um, yeah, I didn't actually realize that this story is about people taking land through fencing lines, but that is it, it basically the white man doing to the white man what they did to the indigenous people. Yeah, I, yeah you're right. I didn't realize that. It's all
0: about like, ownership. Yeah. Like, Tonto's whole story is about ownership of things, and, and it's so, like, he's like, I don't, like we didn't really understand why they would f- die for this thing that they don't have.
2: Yeah. And why they would kill for something that isn't theirs.
0: Yeah, and and it's just
2: this theme that keeps building
0: and building and building in this issue. Is, and and he's so. I don't know the comedic timing in this when when like these guys are like I'll take a big old shotgun and a hundred shells and he's like all right that's gonna be eighty nine ninety five and I'll take this big old weapon and this thing and he's like all right that's gonna be a hundred seven dollars and the, yeah. the guy's rubbing his hands together and super excited and then eventually Tonto's like I'll, uh, I'll take a pair of wire cutters.
2: I was like I can't wait to hear what you're gonna do with those. <laughs> no. That that part was genius too. Like they're getting they're using their money using their possessions. <clears throat> To build an army, yep, and he it, all it took was him using Fuzz. bolt cutters to like break the lines of what they want their country their land that they think they're building. Mm-hmm. All it takes is that metaphor of breaking their line to defeat him. So he all he needed was bolt cutters to defeat an army. Yeah. and he's like playing their game against them. He's yeah. so fucking smart. It's, it's so fucking cool. Yeah, dude. I love how
3: Tano throughout the series is is, is always lonely. It's just like, how do you do that? How do you doing, And Is always like, you know, I got nothing, and I'm an Indian, so. People don't pay attention to me. Yeah, and totally oh, yeah. uses that.
0: That yeah. the, the scene where all the bad guys are showing up at the railway station, and Tonto's just sitting there with a tin cup asking for money, and they ignore him. And mm. it's right above him. Right above him is a wanted poster for the Lone Ranger, <laughs> and then a wanted poster for some <laughs> Indian. And so I didn't
1: like, even catch that. Oh, uh, it's it's. They also introduce a bad guy in this, ooh. who is this horrible, evil cannibal. I love that character. I love the character design. I love how menacing he is, and I love that he shows up at the end.
0: And he's smart in the same way Tonto is. When they introduce him, he's poisoned the whole bar before he fights the guy he wants to eat the arm of, right? Mm. So... Like, that's that's thinking ahead like Tonto thinks ahead through yeah, the whole issue.
3: Yeah, another guy that hides in plain sight because he looks like a dandy so everybody, all the men, ignore him. And the yeah. way
2: they introduce that character, like, right when they start talking about him, you see a big, ugly, yeah. mean <laughs> guy walk in and they make you believe it. And then it's some this, like, dainty little ponce dude and he's the really cruel one. The way, like, Mark Russell played with us to be like I, – I felt like I was being led to be like, oh, mean, ugly, cannibal-looking guy is the cannibal. And then it's this, like – sophisticated gentleman that stabs that guy in the heart this book yeah this book has everything <clears> to me like it's heart it's super clever like it's f- dangerously clever there's so much so many little things going on um the art is great it's yeah it's funny i feel like honestly with this book especially like we're watching mark russell slowly becoming one of the best in the biz like i feel like in 10 years everyone's gonna be like fucking mark russell like people throw a any big name around yeah. you know And this book, we can look back and be... And, I mean, Flintstones and everything else, obviously, but this one feels special. Like, he's really... Maybe it's close to his heart, you know? This is up there with Flintstones for me.
0: Right? Like, it's taking a pretty serious subject matter and making it really clever and funny. Yeah,
1: and I... I, there are some things that you pointed out that I didn't pick up on that are funny in this, but I actually didn't. It didn't register as super funny on my first read.
2: Yeah, I was like borderline tears. Like I got a bunch of emotional feels about the Native Americans' land being stolen and all the stupid shit we do over invisible, like fighting over ideas that we think we own, like possessions that don't really exist in the world. And yeah, Roman, like, I what do you think? Yeah. Um, ditto. Ditto. Not 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 I don't that. want
3: to repeat what everybody else said, but yeah, I feel the same way. On all those points. I'm I'm really liking this book.
0: I wouldn't want to piss off Mark Russell. No. (laughs) He could make me cry with probably three words.
1: I I would give this issue a nine. If, If anybody enjoyed Flintstones, if Lone Ranger doesn't sound like an interesting concept to you, which it definitely didn't to me, I could not recommend this book strongly enough. It's a really... Interesting, smart, and funny, and well drawn. The art is very good as oh, well. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I would give this a nine and a half, and I'd give the series so far a nine and a half. It's yeah, as close to perfect as a comic gets for me.
2: A nine and a half as well. I well, like each issue. I thought it was going to be just kind of cutesy. Mark Russell doing a throwaway character, but of course he always pulls. Pull something out of the bag to make it amazing, and like Mark Russell is now a name that I put in my favorite comic book guys right now. You know, <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll give Lone Ranger an eight point five Silver Bullets, um, just because I'm not a big fan of the art, but I love the writing.
0: Mm. Okay, Roman, what happened in the uh, Fantastic Four wedding specials? Well, no, special? Well,
3: obviously they got married, well, right? Well, actually, unobviously. Wait, what? No, they didn't get married in this what issue. the. What <laughs> the? It's the wedding special, that but they don't get married. Is oh. that the third fucking but, but no, comic no, it's, book no, wedding no. special where people did not get married? Marriage this year? isn't
2: cool these they days, married, bro. It
3: just wasn't in the wedding special.
2: They oh, are they,
3: they? They should, yeah. They should have called. They should have called this the the uh, Bachelor bachelorette party. party special. Okay. Because that's the first story by Gail Simone, which you know it was okay. It was cute. Um, it's basically they go out on their bachelorette party. Um, Ali- Sue and Alicia and these others She-Hulk and some women we've never seen before oh Medusa and Crystal and some other women go out to this c- c- superhero th- st- theme strip club oh. strip club and it's all cute the mole man mole man shows up because he's apparently jealous of Alicia getting married but it turns out at the end it has a cute ending he actually mole man believes in love and the art was eh, I don't even care for the art
1: I love the idea of all of them at a strip club. So
3: male, male strip they club. They had some cute Convert. scenes, but it was kind of it was kind of rough at huh. some points. <laughs> but the but the story I really liked was this one with the thing at the end where he goes to. And who's the artist on this? The art on this looks like Alan Davis when I'm looking at it upside down. <laughs> it does kind of, but it's Dan. Slott I've heard you say that it's, exact it's sentence Buckingham. before. Oh, Buckingham! Yeah, it's Mark Buckingham, and he's really channeling some Kirby stuff. In fact, it has the thing take off in this weird sky cycle thing. With it
1: looks like Orion's. That, right? Yeah, he
3: used to use which yeah, it makes sense. It looks like Orion's because they are both designed by Jack Kirby. But he goes to prison and you don't know why he's there and has some cute moments where guys are yelling at him through the bars and like, oh, you, you damn, you will going to kill you. And then he's like whispering as he passes by to this one guy, hey, did you get your GED? And they're like, yeah, thank you. I got my GED. I'm going to go to college. And then the guy starts yelling insults at the thing again because he's trying to save face. And, and turns out he's there to visit the puppet master, which is Alicia's father. Because mm. <laughs> Ben's old fashioned, and he actually wants to like let the puppet master know. You know, I asked your daughter. First appearance: Fantastic Four Seven. Mm. Yeah. Eight. Eight. One Eight. of those. It was pretty early. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we just got the reprint this week, I think. Uh, we um, just got the real one, the real deal, baby. Oh, the real. Ooh, the real one. Um, and and it's a nice story because the thing's like respectful enough. He wants to get the puppet master's blessing. For them to get married, even though it's probably not gonna get it because you know the puppet master has tried to kill them. He's he hates the thing and doesn't want the thing, this freak marrying his daughter and everything. And they have a good discussion. There's some cool flashbacks. I like Buckingham draws the puppet master looking kind of those weird eyebrows and vaguely mm-hmm. effeminate like he's always looked. What's before you tell us what happened, what's the rule there if he says
0: no, I explicitly don't give you permission to That's marry what my daughter? Wondering.
3: What's what's Ben gonna do? Is he I mean, is he He's not going to not marry her. Anyway, the way this ends, the big surprise is, of course, is shocked when Ben asks for his blessing and he goes into a little villain tirade here. And he even says, you're a good man, you'll make Alicia happy, but... And then he switches gears and he's like, ah, who am I kidding? There's no but. You have my blessing, son. And Ben is shocked. The reader's shocked. I was shocked. Because, yeah, he gave his blessing. But then it turns out Ben gets back home, he's all excited, he goes in to change or something, Alicia... And she hides like a little figurine of her father in this canister. Oh. She, she just used the magic clay her father always uses because that's the Puppet Master's deal. He has this radioactive clay he shapes into the facsimiles of whoever and then he can control them. She just did that to her dad. She made her dad give, give the blessing and didn't tell Ben because he wanted Ben... Secrets don't yeah. make friends. Ah, f- little secrets every now and then are fine.
0: Does Ben <laughs> Grimm have a meat tongue?
3: Good question. Well, don't we all have meat tongues? Are his organs? Of? organs?
0: Yeah. Can he be poisoned? I,
2: I've thought about yeah. his organs having like the rock covering and that's still just, like that's pulsing just... and moving. Mm-hmm. And then Gross. Right? It's like there's <laughs> a
3: scabby heart. <laughs> yeah, he's got organs yeah. just like the rest. Of the- oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you give that book, Roman?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: a tough one. I haven't thought about that because I give the I give the last story. Well, not the the last story is Fred Hemick and that's that's fun. It's I always am, am amused by him. The Ben Grimm story, Mark Buckingham art, I'd give that a 10.
1: Nice. Wow. I love a Roman 10. Yeah, put that gooey duck on the table. But yeah, the
3: first story by Gail Simone, <laughs> and I usually love Gail Simone, so that, I, I give that like a five. But. Okay, uh, We need
1: to tell all of the listeners right now that we're deciding that we're just going to have this be a giant size four boys reunite episode because it's we're running long we're running late we're running long it's i too, always it's run too long. much good stuff and we've got a batman hour that we have to do at the end here
3: <laughs> a batman hour sleep
1: um so we got a whole hour with that <laughs> and we also, a phone call from we got dino a voicemail Cipino. let's get a voicemail from dino the lobster chipino get off my johnson dino you're so cute but i don't want you down there all the time uh, but you're also what chipino <laughs> you're a little chipino
2: and i'll tell you what that means on another podcast not today not today <laughs>
3: Guys, it's, you know, it has been a Jezza long time since I called in, so I'm calling to give an X-23 update.
0: X-23 number seven came out this Jezza day, and this was a jezza issue. Okay, so Jezza
1: spoilers ahead, so you've been warned, and I promise no more use of Jezza. Well, one more. In Aladdin, was his love interest Princess Jasmine? Anyway, uh, new story arc for X-23 and Honey Badger. They are investigating a new series of murders, and it appears to be an android, or should I say X-droid, that looks like Laura. I am seriously hoping Gabby names her Alberta, because back in the 90s, there was a droid that looked just like Logan named Albert. Guess we'll have to wait till next year to find out. But if you're going to jump on, this would be a good jumping on point, because it is a brand new story arc. Uh, as you guys know, I enjoy
0: Loris Claus over Santa Claus any day, but since the holiday season is upon us, my question for you guys,
1: if you could ask Santa for a brand new ongoing series in 2019, what would it be? Have a happy holiday. Bye. Dino, I love your question. Yes. I love it yeah. so I, much. I also, uh cannot stress that that Santa Claus thing was the most genuine Django chortle I've heard since he got back.
3: Santa Claus thing? Oh, and Albert? Deep cuts. Yeah, my ongoing series
1: 2019 would be anything written by Jonathan Hickman.
0: Oh. I just, hmm. I don't care. Give him a book. Man, I guess to stay thematic with myself and the discussion tonight, I would like to see The Shadow written by Mark Russell. Oh. I think that'd be interesting. I think he would do enough of the research to really tickle me and maybe interest other people in The Shadow. And Dynamite
1: has had him doing stuff. And yeah. that's a Dynamite property these days. It would
0: probably be his worst selling comic ever, but I would <laughs> the like Lone to read Ranger? it. Lone uh, Ranger? Yeah, maybe maybe be tied with the Lone Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. I'd love
2: that. I'd like a really sad boy version of Dead Man by Tom King. Something like that, you know, like a throwaway character getting all soft and sensitive with my good boy Tom King, something like that.
0: You saying you've been missing Dead Man? Because I got a cure.
2: (laughs) Coming up on the Bat Hour.
3: (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah, I know what you're talking about.
3: Roman? Man, uh, that made me think i got a couple geez now because that made me think I want to see a like a Tom King Creeper um, Creeper series, series. That made, yeah. but originally I was thinking I want to see Mark Russell and Gail Simone do a team up book that's Creeper and Plastic Man
2: I wanted to do a, oh, Jesus. a, a Mark Russell JSA <laughs> as well because I like the JSA and I'd love to see, they're you know be harder to take serious so you know Mark Russell corking it up would be awesome
1: well and Keith Giffen did that great JSA run that everyone loves <laughs> oh, that's right. He
3: did. Roman, did you read The Heckler by Keith Giffen? I remember The Heckler, yeah. I don't remember any stories at all from it, but I do know I read it. <laughs> six issues. I'll loan them to you. It's Django. basically The Creeper by Keith Giffen.
2: <laughs> did you read The Dinkler by Keith Giffen? I am The Dinkler. Basically Django <laughs> by Keith Giffen.
0: Uh, 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 before
1: uh, we get into the <clears throat> Batman Power <laughs> Hour, um, I want to mention that I really, really, really... Liked Superman this week. Did anybody else read Superman this week? I read. I did.
3: Refresh my memory.
1: So this basically
3: <laughs> I read it yesterday. it's all faded. It was
1: issue six and kind of wrapped up the Rogel Czar stuff for now. Yeah. And it's all in double page and single page spreads, and it's all oh. framed around the idea that Superman basically at the beginning says, I was I keep coming back to this moment that Lois talked to me about where you're always in. in you're, you can move so fast. So does it take effort and work to exist within normal time? And he explains his thinking with that. And he says, "No, what it takes is work to exist within <clears throat> fast, you know, thinking, fast existence." And a huge pages and pages of this issue, which are double page spreads, exist as big text chunks. And it's Superman basically going through all of the things that he would think over like a six second span before he would punch Rogel Czar. when he has these huge, huge epic battles that need to happen in seconds how do you make informed intelligent decisions in that small of a period of time and not eloquently is the way but I think the entire comic book was laid out artistically and uh, dialogue wise to really mirror dense text happening over a period of seconds and I think that that was just a really interesting and brilliant Bendis take on Superman. This series has been the ugly stepchild uh, to Action Comics to me but this issue to me uh, was as good as any of the issues of Action. I really, really liked it. I thought it was really well done. I don't love Ivan Reese's art still but uh, I, I think that this this particular issue did a really interesting thing and, and, and I couldn't recommend it highly enough for, for anybody uh, thinking about checking it out. You guys, we got four Batman books. I think the only responsible thing is to only give ourselves five minutes per Batman book. Time is of the essence. Let me put the clock on. Detective Comics, 994, five minutes, go.
0: So Batman shows up at the Gotham Aquarium to find his parents dead in the aquarium. And uh, or someone who looks just like his parents, and uh, Gordon is there. Batman knows a whole lot about the Wayne's death. To yeah. be hanging out with Jim Gordon and just spouting off.
2: And then almost how, said my parents. How yeah. The,
0: yeah. How the how the yeah. gunshot is within millimeters of where his parents were shot. Well,
2: he says my dot
1: dot dot Martha, that which panel. if you're to hear it, could almost sound like a, a reasonable.
3: I called Almost somebody else's but, mom. But my, that, their but that mom really foible. bothered me because I thought, yeah. you know, Jim Gordon's too good of a detective. He didn't miss that.
0: I think, <laughs> I think Gordon knows
1: who Batman he is. He
0: knows. We know he knows because of uh, Dark Knight Returns. He always knew. That's the future. That's a
3: different timeline. He said he always knew. It's not it's Sam. He was Batman. Sam. That's, that's Sam. Sam. Nope, nope, nope.
0: That's Jim <laughs> Gordon was Batman. You're right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this issue. It was a really good mix of... Kind of old school Batman stuff and What about the monster? More though? old school Batman stuff. The monster was kind of ugly, but I really like that they threatened um the monster's silly. Leslie Tompkins.
2: Who's
3: Leslie Tompkins? She's, She's the dumb.
0: doctor. She's well,
3: yeah. She's, she's been one of those characters that used to be old and now she's like in her 40s. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I do agree. This to me, if you don't want if you want to read a Batman book that doesn't feel super steeped in continuity, this is that. This feels like a Batman <clears throat> book from 15 years ago, from five years ago, or from five years from now. Like it's to me, it just seems like a, a good Batman book where you could be reading Batman.
0: And it sets up a great mystery, I think. Like, why would somebody make somebody look just like Bruce's parents and then kill them in their clothes with replica tickets. Django, I felt the exact <sighs> same way. I just thought this is an
1: awesome mystery and I like yeah. to I like to have a Batman comic that does that.
3: Somebody knows yeah. who Batman is. Especially in detective comics. Good. Focus on those kind of dup, things. Dup, yeah. dup, dup, dup,
1: dup, dup, dup. You look at me and I say what? dup dup. Dup dup, 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 dup. What is it that you feel about this But I'm gonna give you uh, some money. And I'm gonna take you down to the docks.
2: And I'm gonna say. Are you going to get me a fish? I'm gonna give you an offer that you can't is that good. Come closer. <laughs> Come closer to me, my boy. Get real close. Come. Bob!
1: Bob, take that orange out of your mouth. You're having a heart attack in the
2: bushes. Spoilers for the Godfather. I don't <laughs> want you to go. Proposition, Um. I think, um, I feel like, I feel like, God, uh, nup, nup, Justin, nup, nup, Justin. uh, Two minutes. uh, Oh, God. (laughs) Thought it was real cool. The monster really threw me off, you know, but I like monsters. And then the Joker thing. Yeah, this felt like a really good, timeless Legends of the Dark Knight story. Like, for sure. Uh, Give it a classic, uh, seven.
0: I was, I was thrilled at
1: the end of this. I love the Joker twist. That ugly, ookie monster released a gas that yeah. turned our lady friend into a
0: Joker. Joker fought. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Joker. Jokafot. like fought. Through the whole thing, especially when he's trying to save Leslie, Batman's telling her to do things, and it's not going according to his plan. Just take the jump. Like Just jump she won't off the jump. Building. She tries to defend him, and then when he finally has to save her from the from the monster who's thrown her off the building. He does it kind of clumsy, and it turns out it didn't work. And... They smash a bat signal. I'm a sucker for a smashed bat
3: signal. They're doing it I a know, lot I, really. Yeah, Jim Gordon just did it last month's Batman. Hey,
2: Roman, would you smash that giant bat-,
3: bat signal for me? It's too <laughs> hot in this <laughs> podcasting studio. <laughs> I did all like all, all that too. That you know, because that's and it was realistic too on Wesley's part. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't have jumped either. <laughs> yeah,
1: I kept trying to convince myself that I would do it because Batman was telling me to, but I was thinking about that hurt
3: fall. Yeah, I'm too much of a coward. Just roll.
1: <laughs> no, my legs are going to be broken. Justin, you said what? <laughs> yeah. Seven five. 7 5. 7
0: 5? I'm gonna go 8 5. I really liked it. Classic Batman.
1: I'll go
3: right between those. I'll go do an
0: 8. 8 5. I'm with Jeff. Okay. I think uh, Tomasi. There was one point when I was reading this when I thought, of course, Tomasi's a great Batman writer. He is. Like, he wrote the shit out of Superman. He wrote this the shit of awesome. Batman and Robin. He, he did and the Batman and Robin, too, yeah. 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 I didn't really read those. I'm glad he's back. Yeah. <laughs> or here, for me. Well, you hate Damien. Yeah. All right, with 22 seconds Whoa! to spare, we finish that one. Okay. Boing! Batman
1: Annual Number 3. Five you minutes joke on the fuck? clock. Um, We're
0: going to circle back to that motherfucker. What? You mean <laughs> me circle. hating Damien.
1: You mean slur- Do you not like him?
0: No. You like him? I like him just cool. fine.
1: No, well, well, you that fucking was, hate him. You've always said that, little brat. That's not my Robin. 15 seconds of Batman Annual 3. We're to
3: circle Bat?
1: Tom Taylor and Otto Schmidt. (laughs) Uh, The Batman annual told from the perspective of Alfred. This is Otto Schmidt, guys. I loved his art at the beginning of Green Arrow in the Rebirth era. This
2: is very different than that. It's super different. I was thinking the whole time, this is really good.
1: I wanted to text you guys and say, it's Otto Schmidt.
0: This is, uh, yeah, this is Alfred supporting Batman. Just 100%. Everyone,
1: everyone, I'm holding the first double page spread up of Batman flying through the city. On the drones of the city, vertical, like, wow,
0: forced perspective.
2: sideways perspective. God, Django, I can feel it from
1: here. <laughs> Let's let Django and Roman take the reins on this one because this I seems think... like an old man book.
0: <laughs> well, first of all, Don't fuck Django, you. But <laughs> second, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one who's older Double than thirty six here. <laughs> uh, this book, this book got me. I was, I was reading it. I was reading it. And Alfred was making all these sacrifices for Bruce, and I was reading it and just kind of hanging out with it. And then uh, at the end, I was pooping and crying. That's, <laughs> that, that's all I can really
1: say about it. Hey, listen, let's just slow down. <laughs> you sure, for that was a second? some Joker venom got to you. Listen, I really like the three of you guys, and I think all three of you play father to Jeff Figley sometimes. I just want to say happy Father's Day. Thank you, all three of you boys. I love you. That now was I'm a friendly, crying and not pooping. And this is the framing device pooping. of this is what we find out is that it's Father's Day the next day. And uh, <laughs> Batman realizes that Alfred's not going to be able to take care of himself if he's out and about. So Bruce makes a concession by hanging out at home so that Alfred can, can heal. Uh, I love the part where he was wounded and the doctor says you know like well Bruce is fucked up but also Alfred you got a punched face you got a broken arm you're all beat to shit and he's like no I'm fine and the doctor is just like yeah it makes sense he takes after you yeah and it's just this awesome moment of acknowledging that uh Alfred is Batman's father and that's an unsung relationship I think
2: I love Alfred a whole lot and I really love that part that I started tearing up in the cafe today I was like god damn it Alfred I love you so much
0: and somehow while I was reading it I wasn't thinking that like they 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 mentioned a couple of times that it was a special day and i was thinking this is like this special day is the day that bruce's parents died or somebody's birthday and then the last page it's like oh it's father's day it's like
1: oh i thought it was birthday as well and then i think you said it exactly right which for it to have even been the anniversary of his death which also occurred to me the parents death that still puts it in the frame of him being the butler and yeah. you're right like Acknowledging as the Father's Day, and that's what made it powerful, and I didn't realize that at the time, is that that's the only way that it elevates Alfred from the perspective of being the butler and actually emphasizes that he's the father. Because even a, a yeah. birthday or the, the parent's death anniversary doesn't do his work as a father justice. He looks
0: like a helper, but he is a father. Yeah, exactly. By the way, that doctor... Dr. Leslie Thompson.
2: That's yeah, yeah. so now I'm That's, learning that's that. his doctor. Okay. And I really love the addition of Batman doing something nice for him cuz I feel like there's been some like Alfred emotional porn before like let's just make Alfred look like a good guy cuz we all love him and sometimes it seems like Bruce just uses him and he's a dick. Yeah. So to see Bruce actually do something nice for him makes the relationship more realistic mm-hmm. and it also Alfred gets a little bit of what he deserves too. I I
1: absolutely agree. I wish that Bat Bruce didn't say like, "Well, I realize that you couldn't relax yeah. if I did this so I'm going to do this it, it, it makes it a little bit more like I'm doing a thing for you which is like Bruce shut up this guy does everything for you yeah. that's
0: because they don't use thought bubbles in comics anymore that's,
1: that's true um, but I also uh, I wanted them to spend the day watching television on the couch wrapped in blankets with Christmas leaves and stuff in the background that's what I wanted that to be and it didn't happen but that's fine
2: do you guys feel like young Alfred is kind of hot I felt myself when, when he
1: had the mask on. Very
2: hot. Yeah, just like there's the flashback of him when he's young, running. He's like kind of like Clark Gable or something. I was like, man, that's a good looking
3: guy. Roman. Yeah. Well, they when they've done stories of Alfred's past before. You know, he was an actor in London and stuff. And yeah, he's he's a he was a dashing, charismatic guy.
1: Yeah. I love in this when it, he references the phone call that they got about the dead Waynes and he's like, oh, I remember feeling like I had things to do that night, and like. That feeling of inconvenience, but then hey, you need to go identify the bodies as, I know, I have something more important to do. And yeah. it was go tend to Bruce. Mm-hmm. And that was
3: Mwah. That was one of the ex yeah, excellent moments because as Alfred points out, oh. Finish mm-hmm. your thought, please. They're the Waynes, everybody knows who they are. Anybody could so good. And he the, goes to take care of care of the son.
0: The other thing that really got me here is that like when he says that he didn't intend to stay in the Wayne's employ.
2: Yeah. Like that was so cool. that. <laughs>
0: Reminds me. We've talked about this, right?
1: uh, Just that I was going to just work here for like a couple months because I needed to do something before I went to grad
0: school. And I've got a friend who didn't break up with somebody and then that person broke their back and then they couldn't leave them. Like they, you can't, you you can't leave after Bruce gets orphaned. Right. Right. And you can't, you can't break up with somebody after their back is broken. Sometimes the most important thing in your life is a thing that
1: you meant to just hang out with for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's good. It's profound. Uh, I, I give, give this, this one a 9.5. I give it a 10.
0: Also, also <laughs> I give it a this book doesn't mean anything in like the larger kind of continuity, right? Like this this book is important. They've told this story before. Sure. This was just a really, really good version of that story that they keep telling about Alfred being underappreciated and
3: Bruce finally like doing something to nice for I remember it. Him. Yeah. No, I... Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of great Alfred stories and want need plenty more. It's just not usually done he's, this well. He's a great character. Yeah, you're
1: totally right. And I Otto Schmidt's art, really great.
3: Plus, there's little things. like I love the fact in the Batmobile, Alfred... You can lay down one of the seats and turn into a makeshift med. Bay. Oh, God, that was so cool. That yeah. was
1: awesome. <laughs> that took me back to that time we were driving in Portland. You were like going through all of the thought processes for self driving cars. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. You were like, well, but what if this? But what if this? And I was like, well, I don't know. And you were like, well, how would you feel about this? It's and like, and, like it, it was puzzle. this whole incredible thing to get to an answer about this one thing. I don't even remember what it was. Anyway, I would give it?
2: I'd give it a classic 9 5. Gave me a lot of good feels. Um, it's a 9.5 on the Richter scale. Uh-oh, that's Batman Damned. I, I take it down <laughs> half a, a half a point because the car- bad guy's name was the drone. And he looked like a court of owls with no eyes. But he looked really cool. Crack- he could have been, you know, some kind of sky god thing because he's like, murder from the sky. you could have given, you know.
3: But they worked out into the story because I love the fact when Alfred tells him that's what the guys call himself. I was just like, oh, that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it cracked me up.
0: I think the moral of the story is read this comic. Read yeah. this comic. Also, if you don't try, it's because we, uh, we built it up too much, or you're a monster, <laughs>
1: one yeah. or the other. This is one of the rare instances of an annual being absolutely worth the money.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Remember, yeah, what was I, your score? I, I give it a 9, because I'm not as big a fan of the, of the art, mm. but a 9.
0: We gave the last Batman annual probably a 10 all around, right? Yeah, that was, that was a, mind-blowing. Number two was the Catwoman-Batman love oh. story in the future. And oh. the
1: first one... Yeah. Was really good as well. It was a Tom King one, and I forget what it was. But all three of the annuals for this rebirth run have been phenomenal.
0: I have to give this one a nine point nine 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 because I don't think I like a comic more than I like last year's Batman Annual.
1: Do you like it as much?
0: Close, <laughs> like point
1: it's like oh point oh one. Oh one. <laughs> Batman who laughs. Let me put five minutes on that bat
0: clock. This is uh, Scott Snyder and Jock and uh, Baron. somebody <laughs> Baron. Baron. All right, guys. This is the contentious one.
1: No, the next one is between the contentious one.
0: I think they're both kind of contentious. I
1: liked this a lot. What did you guys think? I liked it pretty good. I think that Scott Snyder has a lot of different voices, and he uses different voices on Batman at different times the last several years, and I think that this was a mix between his New 52 run and his All-Star Batman run, which I did not like very much. It... It made me feel like Scott, thank you for the time you put in. Please do something else. But I did not dislike this, but it, it seems like somebody who's maybe overstayed their welcome.
0: I could see that. This I think this would be a really good all-star Batman. Um also, as long as this isn't like straight up main Tom King Batman canon, I think I really, really liked it. I read it first because I wanted to be fresh, and I had seen from texts from you guys that it was maybe a little, a little out there and a little confusing, um, and it it's was. I'm glad I confusing.
2: read it before I got so drowsy. <laughs> what do you boys think? I really disliked it. I, I was confused in in a way that I don't feel like I was meant to be confused. I was just it was hard to follow. I just personally speaking, out of now seeing all of the stuff that I've read by Scott Snyder, um, most of his. New 52, all of that stuff. I don't think I've like, I really like After Death, and I like the first couple issues of his Batman run, like the first five, I would say, and then it quickly started to sour on me. I, I think that first, like, 11 for me. Yeah, but I the Court of the Owls. The Court of the Owls I, yeah. arc. Worked for me. Yeah, I really hated the ending of that one. And I liked the Black Mirror almost all the way through. Yeah, Black Mirror is great. Yeah. Um, so I just don't think I'm a Snyder guy. Like, I don't think you're a Snyder endings guy. Yeah, especially a Snyder's endings guy. Yeah. But the more I read, the more I just don't really resonate with it. And my one of my all-time dearest friends, that's his favorite writer. So, you know, clearly there's some chops because res- a lot of people's opinions I respect like him. But he just, like, grades on me, and I think that he's... Pretty sloppy sometimes.
3: Roman, so. what do you think? Uh, I agree very much with Justin. Um, I did like the detective stuff, the mystery stuff in here with this other Bruce Wayne body. We're taking the clock off. This five minutes is going to be longer. We're taking the clock off. <laughs> I think
0: that's I, a good idea. Yeah. I. I... <clears throat> okay. Yeah. But. Um, Sorry if you got to be somewhere, people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy this extra long episode.
3: Yeah. If this is leading back into like. was it Snyder's idea like maybe there's three Jokers that was Jeff Johns that was Johns
2: yeah and that's gonna be it's own series yeah and that's still coming that's James okay
3: well that's an aside I'm not interested in that I'm really interested in that (laughs) but it it did it did it could get uh, not quite confusing it's just I didn't really care at the end. I've, I like the idea that the Joker has a thing in his heart that if anybody kills him. But it's like release. I was just
1: I really didn't like that he was like I'm I read that dialogue bubble 3 times. He's just like I'm certain that this is true. I I have a hunch and then <laughs> I'm certain. <Like laughs> yeah. it, it was it was sloppy right? It was like yeah. okay. it
3: was sloppy. I like the idea, but it is sloppy.
1: Yeah, and it's also
3: and that was in that was in the new 52.
2: Black Mirror too. He's down in the sewers because he's got that neurotoxin, and like they're afraid the Joker is going to make the city go sick. Not defending it, but we've seen that before. You know, he's, okay, he's milking it's, that oh, Joker. Okay. I, I didn't
1: realize that it was that. That makes me like it a little bit more knowing it's that far seated but still like, I don't know. That's that to me makes Bruce feel really paranoid and irrational, operating off of a paranoia.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I was wondering when the Joker comes out at the end, out of the into the cave. Is that because he was supposedly killed down there, at the cave, and death of the family? No, no, I thought he, he was just knows back. how to get in.
1: Yeah, I thought he was just
3: back. Are you just floating in the
1: waters again? Yeah, he knows how to get in. Yeah, uh, but like close well, the doors because I yeah, think he he's right in again. there. I
3: was yeah. like, oh, so what? He's in a bathysphere, just sitting down there for a few hours, waiting for Batman to.
1: <laughs> Can I say a thing that I I, I thought what was needless, needlessly confusing was. The Batman with guns breaking into the prison. I fucking hated that. And then <laughs> somebody realizes that it's the Batman who laughs. It that wasn't. Is, except it wasn't. It's not, it not. wasn't. It, it's guys, both of them, two, but okay, they didn't show them. That's not good comic
2: book. No, that, no, but was, but that also was a normal mistake. Batman, right? There's gun Batman. There's... Batman Who Laughs and normal Batman. Yeah, so there's too many Batmans, there's too many jokers,
1: because one joker one Batman becomes a joker at the end of this. And there's two Bruce Wayne's. And it yeah, there's two Bruce it's And a, there's a dead Bruce Wayne. Which Bruce yeah, Wayne that's is. That's the that? two Bruce Wayne's. There it's and he said it's a multiverse story. It's just But yeah. Do it better than it's,
3: that. Do yeah. it clearer than that. Yeah, well, sloppy. Like the first thing that was sloppy that pulled me out of the story. The chase on the on the Elev- elevated highway, whatever. Batman's on his bat bike, and yeah, that's better than any normal bike motorcycle. But the, the ridiculous thing where he shoots out—and this would work in something else—but for me, Batman is is Superman and Wonder Woman defy physics. Batman doesn't defy physics, but he shoots out these things, catches two cars that are going off opposite, you know, each side of the road. Same on rope. The side of him, on the, yeah, on the road.
1: On the same rope. Same rope. So they. Rope,
3: so they yeah. They hang each other. There's, How can you tell that?
0: You just know. you got to be I, almost as smart as Batman to figure I, it out. I didn't know. <laughs> there's nothing in the
3: art that indicates to the fuck. same rope. And they go over the edge. I'm like, this would have ripped his... Mo- even a Bat motorcycle It would have ripped his bike in half. I and then the ropes
1: don't... dislocate from him. I, d- regardless, I yeah, agree. But it's sloppy I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you have to guess. How does this work? And Jock's art is inherently sloppy to a degree. Yeah, it I, is. I like I it, but... It, it is, it's more style than it is storytelling. Right,
0: And I think that Scott Snyder's storytelling at this point, I don't think it was like this in Black Mirror, and I don't think this was, it was like this in the beginning of his New 52 run, but he skips things, and he makes us assume that those cars are attached by the same cable, and that's why they're not falling. And he yeah. makes us assume that that Batman with the guns who is killing people is real, and that the the Batman who laughs is like like just yeah, in no, a different right. panel. Right. Like he's he's forcing us to do a little more work than
3: I like on this. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's interesting you say it because I didn't assume that like about the cars. That never even occurred to me until you guys said it. It confused the <laughs> shit
0: out of me too, and and so I thought about it long. Also, and hard. between
1: wow. this and Detective Comics, we <coughs> ended two
2: books with people becoming a Joker.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. Did we destroy a Bat Signal in this?
2: There's in all shoulda.
3: Yeah, and, and in and both this, of and, these, there's
2: and, a lot of, like, fake Batman, fake Wayne. Like, I impossible. like Detective yeah. Comics a lot more. Well, oh, oh, yeah, for sure, me
3: too, for sure. me too. I gotta admit, you know, I read this because out of obligation, because... We I'm love not... comic books. We do, we do, <laughs> but if, you know... You're gonna was... have to love them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if I didn't feel like I didn't have to know what's going on here for the job, I wouldn't have read this, because I'm not really a fan of Jock. I don't care about the Batman who laughs. I think he's a cool visual, but they're already overusing him, and I don't want... A series of Batman laugh. I don't want him to be a regular character for the next year or whatever. <laughs> I
0: agree with that. I would like it if the Batman who laughs died with metal. Yeah. I would like that a yeah. whole lot. That said, I really liked this issue. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: no I, think, I think that's awesome. And I, my complaints about it don't prevent me from enjoying it.
0: The cliffhanger really appeals to me. Batman actually turning into the Joker, especially in the context of this. But this character
1: is that already.
0: He is, but our Bruce just turned into the Joker.
1: I don't necessarily believe that's our Bruce, because I don't really know who anybody is. (laughs) I give it a seven point five. I think
0: That sounds higher than what all all of you have described.
1: I I don't think it's a great comic book, but I don't think that there's any wrong anything wrong with it being a six issue Batman book Mm -hmm. that you can enjoy.
0: I give it an eight. I thought it was a really, I thought it was a really good Batman comic. I think it would be a better Batman comic if the editor had spanked them a little bit.
2: I give it a four point
3: five. Oh, I was wow, four. I uh, yeah, <laughs> still
2: can. I think it is yeah. Needlessly confusing, poorly written, and I think it was rushed because of the fact that it's running off the hype that the Batman who laughs is a cool-looking character.
0: Are you going to read the next one?
2: I, with the caveat that I might read the next one because I personally think aesthetically the character is really cool, mm-hmm. and if Snyder could fudge, if he picks back up and makes it good and could fudge a, a, an explanation out of me, I would. I would read a book. I'm not. I would never buy this. I would not pay five bucks for this,
3: but it's expensive. Uh, I'll give it a four. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I might read the next one if it's, uh, for me, a slow comic week that <laughs> <Yeah>. week. I <laughs> um, I do, I do like the variant covers. Really cool.
2: Yeah. Um, While I said this book is trash, it also reminds me like, I love great comics and like, now I know how high caliber other comics can be. I was like, <laughs> Hey, listen, on a topic of books being trash, <laughs> oh, anybody my. see any dicks in a Batman
0: comic this week? <laughs> no.
1: I saw no dicks. Oh. Dude, Okay, Batman Damned number two, Brian Azzarello, Libra Mayho. We gotta talk about this book. We gotta talk about this book, everybody. And we might all have different opinions, and this is a long-running podcast, and we got to cut this out. So I'm sorry, and I know like it's it's late at this point. We've been here Listen, for fourteen pause hours. It. Pause it.
0: Maybe we won't do a Christmas one. Listen to it on Christmas. That's true. Pause it. We're yeah. Jesus, it's not like you gotta stream the whole fucking thing at once. Thank you, Django. You're right. Christ. I'm not gonna put a
1: huge amount of stress.
2: I on. mean, we've been in this room. Locked in here for 16 hours straight. What's another hour?
1: Roman closed that door after the bathroom, and we don't know how to get out of here. Brayden...
3: I know, and I stupidly didn't go to the bathroom beforehand. Brayden be
1: will show up for work tomorrow <laughs> in, like, six hours. My
2: phone's dead.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we don't have a lot of resources. Except I'm eating my own podcasts. shoelaces. Yeah, well, you look cute when you do it. <laughs> I'm going to start eating you. Batman <laughs> Damned number two. Um, everyone has different feelings on this.
0: We really do. We really do.
1: This is a Batman corner, and I like that we've gone from really liking an issue. I like this one definitely
0: less than The Batman Who Laughs. Okay. I like this one an amount. I fucking
1: don't get frustrated with comics that often. And this issue frustrated me.
0: This, I, this issue frustrated you? This, what well, did the other issue do? The,
1: uh, the other issue made me question my sanity as of somebody who orders the comic books for a store and tries to predict sales trends. You can't predict dick. You can't predict Batman's dick. The killing but book. But what this did do was confirmed my order numbers for issue number one. Uh-huh. This made me feel like I ordered the right amount. You absolutely did. And I think I ordered the right amount for this one because there's no reason this book should be this size. I
0: love that so, there's no reason this book should be these dimensions, It's Django. something to get the F-bomb in there. I love that sometimes oh. we'll get a comic and we'll break down what it's about and then we'll give it a score. Mm-hmm. And this time, this, this is one of the most meta-comics... We can't talk about this comic without the meta, and we can't I can, really talk yeah, about the right. goddamn story in this comic because, because it doesn't make any
1: fucking, fucking sense. fucking isn't one. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no fucking...
0: Nope. It is... Yeah. On Justin the flip put side, it very well when I talked to him earlier about this before I read it. On the flip side, I've seen people that I trust online say that they really liked the things that don't make any sense to me in this. Like the the narration that doesn't match it's what's disgusting. going on. I fucking it's, hate it's,
1: that the handwritten narration yeah, is.
3: Yeah. yeah. Who the hell is that? Fucking. It's Constantine. Yeah, oh,
2: okay. sure. But it's all <laughs> chopped and screwed. It doesn't make a but whole it lot felt of like, sense. But it
3: felt like it only became Constantine like later on. This first yeah. page, I don't. I don't know if that's the bad What? <laughs>
1: what I will allow myself to believe is that something will happen in issue three of this that will redefine the series, and it will make since as a second read. I I I would love that. I believe that that is a possibility. I think it's slim, but I think that reading it as a thing at surface value this first time through, uh, it's infuriating. It's frustrating.
3: You know, I feel like this is like the serious dark version of... Neil Adams' Batman Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: you're totally right. Oh, poor Brian Azzarello.
0: (laughs) Fuck Brian Azzarello.
1: The the (laughs) art is awesome. I I like Lee Bermejo. I like him. I like the art. I like that. I like that. Roman, that's the
2: best thing I've heard you say. (laughs) Dude, it's true.
1: And Justin, what you said earlier today was that there are awesome ideas behind this yeah I like the demon as this demon I like Batman trying to solve like did he murder the Joker Mm -hmm. is the Joker dead what's going on here I think that the writing of this comic book is insulting like I I was frustrated and I think it was insulting
2: Dino I changed my answer the comic that I want for next year is give me the pitch of this book by a capable writer. <laughs> because the idea behind it, like, I love the DC Supernatural cast. I love Batman. I love their, when they're together. Yeah,
3: you should love this book.
2: Yeah. yeah. I When I heard it was announced, I walked out of my bedroom and was like, Josh, dude, Deadman and all those fucking dudes that I love are in a Batman book, and it's around the Joker, who's my favorite fictional villain. His death, all of that, sounded very good. In reading it today, I threw up in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and uh, And maybe in my butt.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I feel on the beanbag. Yeah, I love the Superman. I was excited for Deadman, and there is a good Deadman idea in here where he, when even though it doesn't make sense because like Deadman has Hmm. experience, but he possesses somebody, that guy catches on fire or something. A dead man is so good distracted bit, by bit. the sensations of a living body that he can't do anything. Yeah, it's like, whoa, this is this is weird. This hurts. And I don't okay. like that idea. But then they didn't do anything with him.
0: All right, we shit on it for a minute. Can I say what I? So yeah, I I have a do. I have a really hard time with Azarello. I love the beginning of hundred bullets. And by the end, I thought, why did you make it a hundred issues? Is it just because you called it hundred bullets? Because you could have wrapped this up forty issues earlier.
2: <laughs> That's it. His and whole, whole thing, thing is mad. Like puns and
0: yeah, and 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 his yeah, his writing is too full of puns, too full of interruptions, too full of uh, bold words that if you don't stress them just right, it's so the whole thing doesn't make sense. Yes. But but here's the thing, I think that if we had him read this comic out loud to us we would get a lot more out of it because there were points in this. I read this book second this week because I was, I knew I was going to fade fast and I knew that I really didn't dig the first issue. And so I read The, uh, the Batman Who Laughs. A, a lot of things happened between panels. And then I read this one really carefully and I enjoyed it a lot more than you guys enjoyed it. And I think it's because I was... I think it's because I was really trying to find the right cadence for the issue. And I think that that's his writing requires that you find the rhythm that he's writing in. Or, A, it doesn't make sense. And even worse, B, it's fucking terrible.
1: So I saved this for last.
0: For the same reason?
1: And I put aside energy to do it. And I did. I reread things and I worked for cadence because rhythm and rap and music is very close to my heart and, and Justin part of this said issue. That's, <clears throat> there's no cadence to it and I was like I love Justin I'm gonna see if I feel the same way I mostly agree with him I think rap can be very free form I think that it was, there wasn't much cadence to it but beyond that I think that it was just way out of place. I guess my response to what you just said is that I've been listening to a a book on tape by a poet reading other people's poetry and I, I my, my whole time that I've been reading and listening to this listening to it exclusively um, is wow I, I love this guy reading this to me I don't know if I would enjoy his poetry as much if I were reading it until Brian Azzarello puts this out as an audio comic book you don't get to fucking say that if he read it it would be better Like fuck you it's a comic book <laughs> No, that, like that's totally fair. Not fuck you, fuck him, and it's yeah. it's like, if you're gonna read it, absolutely. I do think that reading things in a certain way changes it. But if it's a medium that is not ever going to get that, don't do it. It's, yeah. it's or,
3: or or it's the writer's job to to make the reader feel his cadence and his rhythms. Yeah, it's not our yeah. job to figure that out.
1: And like. I put energy into trying to do that. And maybe I didn't find it in the, in the way that you found it. I do think that maybe I, di- I didn't find it. But this issue still felt as much of a confusing mess to me. We are now 66% of the way through this story, and I don't know what's going on. So what I will allow is that like I did not understand Final Crisis on my first read through it. And I love it now. So maybe something will happen and I will love it as a thing that needs to be completed and reread. So I, I I'm leaving room for that. But I know Howard Chaikin's an asshole, but I still can like his things.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Brian Azerello is an asshole. Like we saw him talk and he's oh, a yeah. butt face.
0: Well he talked to me and he was a butt face.
1: And he's not very good at comics. Like yeah, I mean, whatever. Maybe some people have liked this stuff. That's close. My no one wants to listen to a podcast. Your people will be negative.
0: But I think this, I, I think it's totally valid not to like this. And I think it's like, I think it's totally valid to not like this from, uh, like a creative standpoint and from a meta standpoint. And that's like two big strikes against this because if, if you write something this confusing and kind of
2: dreamlike and and. I don't know. It's it's really, really hard to track. I love Dream Logicy stuff. Like that is one of my wheelhouses that I really like. But
0: this isn't even that. This no. is
2: just confused. And I right? Yeah. yeah, I put this book off because like today I, I squabbled about reading it because like its pitch and everything sounds very good and it kinda hits close to home. Like this is something I've wanted to see in a book for a while. And I was like, fuck it. I don't want to get let down because from what I've heard, but I'm gonna force myself to read it. And it was like with going in my mind like I'm gonna be like graceful and or, and kind to this book, I walked out of it being kind of just angry and confused and annoyed. Um,
3: I did hit a hit a point in the book where I liked it, but well, where I liked what was I'll say in a minute what I really liked in this.
1: Just do your whole thing.
3: We've just yeah. shit on it forever. Well, well, most of my stuff is shit too, but I, started, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, It's a poo-poo pile, but I will. It's such great t- art, and I wish I've meant to look up who this is. Enchantress. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Enchantress, yeah, that's, that's the Suicide okay, yeah. Squad. Enchantress though. from yeah.
0: Suicide Squad, the movie. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, I never saw the movie. Maybe that's why threw me. Also, you know what? Fuck you,
0: Brian Azzarello. And pick somebody Spectre's else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is that your cultural
1: reference? Right? <laughs> like the movie everyone fucking hated. <laughs> that's the Spectre.
0: That's the Spectre.
2: That is. Oh, okay. That that's makes so much call. more sense. I didn't realize that was the Spectre. I, yeah, Justin, good call. Nice. Yeah, I, I was gonna that. say, I also feel what like I'm Wolverine? someone who carefully reads comics, so I, f- I felt like with this book, br- and I'm not trying to toot horns, but I don't feel like he was putting anything down that I wasn't picking up, and I still got, like... You just like, didn't like f- it. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay. See, I didn't get the Spectre thing. I didn't either. Um, and this is, like, some... It's Elseworlds or some other, some other thing, right? This isn't at all regular no. continuity. Yeah. No. No thing
1: I, is ever main continuity. Because <laughs> I
3: hated the the idea that Bruce... or. The Wayne's top the Waynes were having marital problems. Fuck that! And fuck in front that! Of Bruce, I, I don't want to read that story. Yeah, fuck that!
2: Like, yeah, he no, got like he make... got that Alan Moore stiffy right there. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put <laughs> what, fuck what I, this world
3: up. What I did like, and I, you know, and I'm a huge fan of the original Harley. That's sexy, cute, like old cartoons and that kind of thing. But since this is another reality, I once she showed up, I really liked dangerous, scary, trying to rape Batman Harley.
2: Yeah, I was um, reviled by that. I was like, "Duh, I'm, yeah, done. I'm like, be, I'm absolutely well, it be, done." It
3: should be revulsion, and then and then the end of that, where he apparently kills her. Yeah, like, oh I didn't God, interpret that as him, k-
0: him killing her. Yeah, I I interpreted it as him having sex with her. I, I
2: thought it might have been either. both. I was like, "Is he
3: he's going choking her?" Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, I you're guess right. Could he... be sexual, and then the the end quote is kind of, sp- in I think it implies that he's.
3: Yeah, and and well, but the enchantress
2: is in the ground below that. Yeah, I think she's orchestrating it. Yeah, so here's... She's okay. tr- getting Batman to kill people, I think, is what's going oh, okay. on. And he's going to strangle Harley. Justin, well, yeah, he is go yeah. fuck yourself. You're, you're good sorry. at, at, at comics. Yeah. Is Superman going to fight six. Dr. Manhattan in yeah. space? I don't
3: know. <laughs>
0: stop stop seeing... Hey, you're parting the kimono <laughs> prematurely, <laughs> which is my problem. <laughs> uh, so the thing about that, that final scene where Harley... Straddles Batman and, and something that we don't know what it is ends up happening against the bat signal, which has been desecrated. There's a theme for tonight.
2: Um, this desecrated my bat signal.
0: I couldn't stop thinking about what the uncensored version of this book was <laughs> and whether they were wearing any clothes in, in the one that they originally intended to print.
2: Yeah, I think that's totally I think a that sex scene. The last
0: scene was a straight up Batman with no pants. And, and they changed it. A a really? Huh. Yeah. That's, that's, oh,
3: that's that's even worse.
0: That, and maybe I'm wrong, but thanks to the the meta commentary surrounding the whole series, that's Gotta
2: that's walk. all I could oh, really you think bring of. Bringing that up influenced. Yeah, I wonder... Like I was looking for the thing that could be the dirtiest, and so right. I was like, "Oh, is this like kind of a choky, rapey? Well, here's the thing. Deathy thing.
1: Here's like the a thing real man <laughs> is that in the panels, she could not have taken his pants off until this scene. Where she takes his belt off, and there's no shots beyond that that are sexual. But look where at him he could on have top had of her off.
2: strangling on the bat signal. Yeah, I'm I not, think I'm that's a st- very strangular scene. Yeah, he's yeah. choking her. I mean, look at the yeah. look like at his her, her arms. That's off. a, that's uh, a yeah, look He'd strangle. have to be like.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that they the photoshopped part. pants on him. I'm saying maybe that whole scene was redrawn,
3: <laughs> rewritten, and drawn. That's what I'm yeah. wondering. Was was her leg over here originally?
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. I think Justin's read on it which I did not get, is exactly accurate because there are hands right there beneath his foot. I absolutely think the Enchantress is, is getting Batman to kill people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's the story. It's better than the absolute confusing mess that I got out of it. It's not interesting to me. But I don't think that it means the sex stuff. I think that maybe, if anything, Harley's breast was out in that shot. It,
0: you guys think that Holy Terror... By Frank Miller, would have been a Batman story under the Black Label. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh,
2: yeah. I feel like this. Her being cut is implied that Joker did that to her because she's like, "I yeah." She said, "Gross stuff." Um,
3: well, yeah, I, and I feel like the a hot <clears throat> yeah, yeah. A
2: little death is an orgasm yeah, reference. An orgasm. Yeah. yeah, I got a number in mind. I uh, just wanted to say one last thing. The the writing of it, the dream-like kind of poetic thing, is so overreaching and pretentious. And then he'll go back to, like, cute, clever, like, punny shit. I fucking that, hate his That, that, ju- hate that it juxtaposition his of trying I, to be I, really I high-minded, highfalutin yeah. We spent more than five I, minutes on this book, everybody.
1: That's way too personal of an opinion for an objective podcast. <laughs> Not an you objective podcast. You should read podcast. Batman <laughs> Damned. Nope, shouldn't read Batman Wait, Damned. never mind. Unless you want to. <laughs> the Art is Gorgeous. I give this book a uh, 4.5. I'm waiting. It is a comic book and the art is good.
2: God, it Justin's gonna give it a one. Oh man. Give it a one. Pussy I don't even like the the art, in my opinion. It's <laughs> no, hyper he, he hype mentioned up.
1: this morning that he didn't care for the art. And yeah. I, I get that. I support that.
2: I first time. There's a pitch, you know, there's a pitch there that I like. I, like I said, I read the article and walked out of my room and found my good buddy to tell him my – There's a pitch part. there. There's yeah. an
1: idea and a plot
2: there that is good but I – And he had those ideas seated in his head. and I'm going – I'm stretching to just give it a one. But I just – I think like to me that would be something if someone told me about that book, I would buy that trade. So, for that, I give it a one.
0: Oh, you... That's a... a one is a Justin zero. <laughs> a one is a perfectly acceptable podcast one.
2: It's worth <laughs> mentioning that that's a thing. And I hate to be the dick that that does it, but... Listen, is he goes by time? Rick now. Is that the first time?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Probably I probably gave something it's, a one it's one It's super... But... Yeah, it's super... Hmm. I like I, it. I think it's super appropriate.
3: And it's also very rare. Roman. You know. Boy, I gave Batman Who Laughs a four. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give this... I'll uh, I'll give this a three point nine.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna give Phil? this
3: a I'm gonna give this a six. Yeah. Um.
0: I. I hope that the next one helps solidify it. I have no faith in that actually because I don't think that that's his strong suit is the end of an issue or the end of a story. But I thought the art was really good. I enjoyed the demons portrayal a whole lot. Um. I love seeing Constantine in something. And also thanks to Nick Waite. He can be found at uh, SoundCloud slash Stemmingway. I'm Django. I'm
2: Jeff's Chris Gaines. (laughs) I don't get it. I'm too Jezza. (laughs) Roman still doesn't get it. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) Roman.